Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. Um, if this is your first time, this is a podcast where we talk about sports, talk about politics, talk about whatever's going on in the world. We rank things, we try to catch pedophiles sometimes, you know, we expose the ones that we hear about. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all it is. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe if this is your first time, you know, these downloads. And if uh, you've been listening and you haven't been like, sharing, subscribing, please do. You know, maybe even drop a drop a comment on the YouTube. I mean, I don't know if anyone ever watches YouTube. I don't think so. But you can do that. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well on all three of those. So sometimes I post, sometimes I don't. I don't know. I don't really understand social media, but I do what I can. But anyways, today's show, a uh, little bit of news, a little bit of top five, a little bit of NBA playoff talk. Um, then I'm, I'm predicting where quarterbacks are going in the first round. Um, maybe a little bit of draft talk as well throughout the show. You know, I mean, draft starting tomorrow. Um, things are heating up, so it's getting, it's getting. That's one of my favorite times of the year. Easily, easily, easily. And we already had some picks traded. Aaron Rodgers is uh, no longer a Green Bay Packer and is officially a member of the New York Jets. He was traded earlier this week. They finally came to an agreement. Um, Jets and Packers swapped the 13th and 15th pick. Um, Packers also got a second this year and then a second that can turn into a first next year if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. So something very interesting to keep your eye out for, you know. Down the stretch, you know, the Packers could be thinking, you know, they're going to get the pick, but the Jets aren't playing. There's a lot of guys injured or something. They could just decide to sit Rodgers, you know. If, you know, if he wants to come back again for the next year, they might sit him unless it's, you know, his last year. But who knows, he could probably end up on the Minnesota Vikings next year. Because I just realized today that Kirk Cousins' contract expires at the end of the year. Aaron Rodgers could be a free agent next year, I believe, right? Oh, my God. 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 Aaron Rodgers' contract. If his contract expires this next year, I'm willing to bet thousands, millions of dollars that he is going to end up on the Minnesota Vikings next year. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. His contract. Da, 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 da. I don't need all. I don't. I don't want to sign up for that. What? Do, 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 do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to read all this. There's a lot of things being thrown at me here. Um, pretty big cap hit. Looks like through. Okay. So his contract. He's still on on it for another three years still. So. Damn. He won't be a free agent until 2025. I was like, if he is going to be a free agent next year. There is no way in hell that he will not. He'll end up on the Vikings. You know he would have. Same path as Brett Favre. Who knows? He might even get traded to the Vikings next year. Maybe things don't work out in New York this year. No. Who knows? I'm excited for it, though. Happy that the move finally got done. The AFC is now loaded with quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers now. I mean, Kenny Pickett had a good first year. Who else? AFC West, there's still Russell Wilson. I mean... Some of those guys aren't even going to make the playoffs, man. That's the crazy part. Is there's Trevor Lawrence, another one that I just forgot. Whoever the Colts end up picking, you know, they're, the Colts have a lot of talent in their roster, so there's a chance they could be good next year. There is just a lot, a lot of talent in the AFC right now. It's going to be tough, tough, tough. But we'll see. I don't know. I'm excited. Speaking of the NFL draft, C.J. Stroud got an 18% on the S2 
conjugate test. Um, it's a lot like the Wonderlic. If you're familiar with the, with the, what those are, they're just like tests to really test your um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know how quick you make decisions, kind of stuff like that. A lot of a lot, apparently a lot of uh, teams are at MLB. You know a lot of I heard that today. A lot of teams they use this test for a lot of things, and it, it does kind of correlate some things. You know, I I don't really know what it is NFL wise, you know, it's kind of a, it's a newer test, but teams have been using about five, seven years, I guess now. So we'll see if Bryce Young got like a 93 on it. So it's kind of a little interesting there. Makes, makes you wonder, you know, is he, cause everyone's like, it's kind of, usually if you get a low score, it says you're not good at decision-making and something else. I can't remember the word right now. It's literally drawing a blank. I don't know, but really your ability to be a solid NFL quarterback basically is what they consider this test comes down to they, they think that it helps out with that who really knows i haven't seen any data behind it or against it or whatever so we'll, we'll see what happens you know and then second in the college football world colorado had their spring game over the weekend and it seems like a lot of drama has come from it about 50 players have entered the portal now um you know the thing is is like a lot of people are overhyping and saying dion's not going to work there there there's a lot of these guys really probably weren't power five guys. I mean, you have to think about Colorado is a power five school. Dion wants to win. I mean, some might be, some might not be, but like a majority of that roster really wasn't that talented. I mean, they were like two and 10 last year. They had a horrible season last year. So obviously they don't really still have a whole lot of the same talent. Seen Dion bring in a lot of guys lately this, this off season. So I don't know. I wouldn't read too much into it. I mean, yeah, if they go out next year and Colorado only wins another two games, yeah, there might have been, you know, a, there might be a huge issue there. Then again, I mean, he, he did turn Jackson State around pretty fast. Yes, it's a, you know, an FCS school, but still, I mean, the ability to turn a program around quick is kind of key and important. So I, I'd be surprised, you know, I, I wouldn't read too much into it, I guess is what I'm saying. Jamison Williams was suspended for gambling. They gave him six, they spent him for six games because um, he bet on something inside the Lions facility. Um, so basically you're, you're not allowed to bet on any NFL games, obviously, or do it within NFL facilities, stuff like that. Because if it was um, on NFL games, he would have been suspended indefinitely. He probably would have got a year like Calvin Ridley did. So it's just a weird rule, you know, and I, Big Cat, if you're familiar with him, um, he, he had a good take on it. He was saying that, you know, if, if you lose the bet, you shouldn't be suspended. You know, like we, we deserve to know what you're, what you're betting on as well. But also if you lose the bet, it's like, okay, you didn't win. So I really, it's like, no, you lost money. So you're going to make me lose more money. Like that sucks. It's not fair. Fuck it. You know, but I don't know. Just kind of interesting. You know, this, this gambling thing's going to be going on for quite a while now. I know he wasn't the only one. There was like three other players. One got a couple games, two um, were released from the team. So the gambling thing, I think, is going to be an interesting thing that pops up here and there throughout the next couple of years, especially until, like, the rules kind of get really figured out, you know. Old Phil Jackson had some nice things to say about the NBA, um, saying he hasn't watched the game since the NBA bubble. Um, this was his quote right here. They even had slogans on the floor and the baseline. It was trying to bring a certain type of audience to the game. They didn't know it was turning other people off. People want to see sports as non-politics. You know, in truth, like, yes, the big whole George Floyd thing was going on, whatever, beside the point. It was, you know, I, I can agree with him in that sense. It was trying to attract a certain type of audience. And can't really, I'm not saying it was just 
black people in general. It was just kind of this whole, you know, that, that whole movement that was going on. The NBA was really kind of trying to profit off that. In my opinion, that's what it felt like to me. I mean, if they really cared, they, they wouldn't be wearing Nike and stuff like that for people that are, you know, slave labor for them over in China. So if they really cared about human rights, I think that they would probably start there. But, you know, I don't know. He's probably, he's catching a lot of heat for it. But at the same time, I, I think there's some truth to it. A lot of people don't want to see sports as politics. I mean, you know, on the other hand, th these athletes, they are people too. They, they do have a voice. They have a platform. Um, but in my opinion, I just always find it hard to kind of agree with celebrities and athletes alike because it always seems to me like a lot of – like the mass majority – all is kind of a certain way on a lot of the same issues. I'm not saying that's the wrong thing, but it, it's just always been odd to me how it always kind of correlates. So I, I do prefer it that way, but I understand these are the athletes and they do have a voice and if they feel so inclined, they should be able to use it just like the rest of us. So I like what Phil Jackson was saying about the same time. I don't, you know what I mean? A little double entendre. That's not the right way to use that. Double-edged sword. I think that sounds better. Alabama basketball is at it again. Um, transfer player Jaquan Walton um, was arrested last Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. Um, cops came up to him and some people in a car, a bunch of marijuana, a bunch of guns. You know, it just it's a bad look again for Alabama. It's really looking like they have some real major culture issues going on there. Obviously, the whole, you know, Darius Miles situation earlier this year, and then Brandon Miller possibly being involved. If not, now this, it's just kind of a really, really bad look for uh Alabama basketball, basketball especially. So, and things just in Alabama. I mean, there's the football player, you know. So, it's just kind of, things just seem to be going downhill down Alabama pretty fast. Probably one of the, the cooler things I saw um, earlier this week was uh, Barbies are now going to be making a Down Syndrome Barbie, which I think is cool. You know, some of the stuff, the whole inclusion, everybody, all this, all that, I think is dumb. But that, that, that one right there, I think is really cool. I love when brands or stuff like that really bring in special needs people because I feel like they're the ones who are constantly probably dealing with like feeling different from the rest of, you know, from other people. I mean, those are, those are things that they can't help. And, you know, a lot of people look at them differently. So I think this is a cool move by Barbie to be making a special edition or no, it's just going to not a special edition. It's going to be a, a main staple. I'm pretty sure, but I think it's cool. I think it's a really sweet move, honestly. The head man over at Space Force uh, came out and said um, the U.S. will begin facing threats outside of Earth, which, you know, I mean, the government already confirmed that aliens and unidentified objects do exist already. They already released documents and stuff like that. But it's like, I thought we were cool with them, you know, I don't, I don't know. If an alien invasion happens, blammo, whammo, we're done for. We're all getting butt fucked in the ass. We just got to deal with it, right? It's just how I see it. Who knows? But. Could be interesting, could be not, could be a whole farce, probably not. But it's just kind of funny that that's coming up around the next election cycle here. Which, speaking of, our darling grandpa, well, he's not everybody's creepy grandpa, we should call him. That's, uh, but I'm not sure. Everybody's creepy grandpa, Joe Biden. He is uh, once again running for, well, he's running for re election, I guess is the correct term there. Um, really don't understand why. He's been facing a backlash from reporters. Everyone keeps saying, you know, he has a really low approval rating. People don't want him to run again. And he keeps saying that's not true. That's not true. I have these numbers. These numbers totally completely different. Like the percentages are probably 30 to 40% off, if not more in one case. I'm pretty sure one was like, he said he had 70, but the guy's like, you have 26. 
So it's just really bizarre. I really don't understand the move by the Democrat Party, honestly. Like, I, I think it would be better. Literally, I think that if anyone that wasn't Joe Biden or Donald Trump that had half a brain and had, you know, literally someone that just sat in the middle was like a libertarian through and through. Like, they were like pro-choice, but like loved the fuck out of guns. Someone right there, dude, you would easily win the presidential election. Hands down. It'd be the easiest win of your life. You'd probably landslide victory. Easy. Done deal. I'm just saying. You know, get like in between all the issues, be like libertarian, like straight down the middle. Pro-choice, guns over here, okay with gays. I don't, I don't know what else. What else do Republicans have? Yeah, I don't know. Or the whole transgender, well, no, not because that would throw that side off. Yeah, I, I don't know. Figure it out. Somebody could figure it out. You know, you could be very one-sided there, but very one-sided there, right down the middle. Done deal, blammo. Perfect. You're going to win. Easy. Landslide victory. Something very funny happened recently over the course of the past couple months. A Discord server that was basically for Minecraft and you know racist memes, like all Discord servers are, um, was having somebody leak um, documents from the Pentagon. Right. Turns out it's some 21 year old guy that's a national part of the National Guard. He has high level clearance somehow. I come to find out there's like 1.4 million people that have like high level clearance, which makes absolutely zero sense to me how that works. But he started releasing a bunch of documents on Discord. They got the guy, whatever. But what he was releasing was basically fight plans for Ukraine, like the battle plan, stuff like that. Um, where, where all the spies were throughout the United States, or not the United States, throughout the world, like in Russia, China, South Korea, Israel, you know, listing those, like, it was just documents with both people's names, where they were located. I'm not sure if they had that or not. I shouldn't say that. But very interesting, very crazy thing that's happening there. I've seen some people saying that you should, like, look into it. Some people saying, don't look into it. You don't want anyone, you know, the government, you know, looking into you after that, so... I don't know. Do it at your own risk. I just watched a couple TikTok videos. That's the easiest way to do it, in my opinion. So, Before we move on to top five, my last thing here, I've decided that I'm going to be a fan of the Seattle Kraken. I just I haven't really watched a lot of hockey, but the team is badass. I just love the name. I like their color scheme as well. It works, so I'm going to be a fan of the Seattle Kraken. Like I said, I don't, I don't have the brain capacity to watch the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. Like I just don't. It doesn't work. I, my brain is too full of stupidness. See, I don't even know how to say stupidness. Stu, stupidness? I don't know. To watch like two playoffs at once. So I'm just going to have to go with being a Kraken fan. I'll tune in when I can, but I'm pretty sure they're probably either out of the playoffs or, or down in their series. But I decided that's who I'm going to be a fan of. Actually, actually, let's let's look it up. Let's see where they are. Let's see, paddle. Crack it. There it is. Schedule, schedule. Hold on, the schedule. Oh, so I guess the series is tied two-two. Game five tonight, six thirty Pacific time. What is that? 
it's kicking off it or the puck's dropping in 20 minutes technically when I'm recording this I'm gonna have to tune in I'm gonna have to watch it see what I can do figure something out I wouldn't mind you know they're my team now gotta support them. but nonetheless we move on top five my top five a lot of villain talk lately in the NBA so I decided I'm gonna do my top five NBA villains right now next week I will do NFL following week I'll do MLB villains keep it fun maybe I'll even dip into the NHL maybe I'll do a little bit of research in my thoughts but my top five NBA villains right now. Number one is really easy. The number one NBA villain, he's been there, he's been in the top spot for years now, right? Draymond Green. Easily, man. Always the antics. He's always the loudest on the court. Nobody ever really likes him, but deep down you really do you do like him because he, he makes the game fun. Like I remember, you know, when the Cavs and the Warriors they first started that run, everybody was hating on Draymond. I was like, you know what? I actually kind of like it. You kind of you just like that kind of guy that's out there running his mouth, but at times will back it up. But even the best thing about Draymond is like he'll run his mouth and he's not a little pussy bitch like Dylan Brooks. He's gonna face the media still, you know. So Draymond is easily still the number one villain in the NBA. I mean, if the playoffs the, that whole incident didn't already happen, like he still would be number one easily. Number two, Kyrie Irving. He's already scoring so many franchises. A lot of people don't like him. He said some shit about Jews. Like, Kyrie is just an all-time villain. Like, he always just hasn't... Like, the guy is an amazing basketball player, but he always just looks like he has a bad attitude. And just a lot of people don't like him. Basically, a lot of Cav fans don't because he just burst out of there. Celtics fans especially don't because he, like, came there, didn't do shit, burst out. Same thing happened in Brooklyn. They probably don't like him. Now the Mavs are stuck with him, you know, so he's just number two. He just seems like he has a bad attitude, but everyone says he's the best. Like, he's the best to play with. I mean, the guy is unbelievably skilled, but in my opinion, second biggest villain in the NBA right now. Number three, probably at, at, at my core, my favorite, the one I love the most, Pat Beverly. Absolutely love Pat Beverly. He's like a little fucking pit bull out there, man. He's always barking. He's always biting. Always talking shit. Pat Bev is just one of the fucking best trash talkers. His best antagonizers there is. Probably of all time. He's got to be top, time, top 10 all time for best antagonizer, right? Has to be. Number three, Pat Bev. Easy. Number four, Russ Westbrook, man. Everybody... Everybody seems to hate on this guy, but he always just shows up and he talks shit. He doesn't show up as much as he used to. I'll put it that's that's fair. That's just, I would say. But I've always loved Russ. I've always admired his fucking attitude, the way he plays the game. He's just aggressive. I love it. So many people don't like him because he runs his mouth. But some, I just like the way that he runs his mouth. Something about it, dude. He just brings a whole nother energy to the basketball court. Absolutely love it. So he's number four, you know. Past couple of years, he slid down the wrist. Probably, probably was my number one for a long time, but he slid down over the years. You know, I just don't think he's as big of a, as a villain as he used to be. Number five, receiving hairline, Nolly put up looking motherfucker, Trey Young. I don't like him. I really don't. The guy is phenomenal. He's a great basketball player. I'm not liking him right now because Hawks and Celtics are still playing. So, but he still is a villain. After what he did to New York, I mean. Probably the worst thing that happened to them ever since 9-11. Like, that's how bad it was. He destroyed them. I mean, they're doing good right now. They have a chance to come back and win this game. Well, or win this series, I guess. They're up They're up 3-1, four minutes left. 
I don't know the points, but nonetheless, Trey Young, easy, easy top five villain of all time. So my top five villains in the NBA right now. The guys that I love slash hate the most, but a lot of people hate as well. So makes sense, right? Now let's talk a little bit NBA playoffs, huh? Shall we? Bucks Heat Game Five tonight, tipping off nine thirty Eastern Time on NBA TV. Right after this Knicks Cavs game, um, you know, Bucks are down three one. Back at home though, um, Jimmy had an unreal game, best best game in Heat franchise history. Yeah, that's how good it was. Fifty six points, I believe. Yeah, unreal game from Jimmy buckets. They go up 3-1. You know, the Heat are dangerous, man. I, I mean, they've been to the conference finals like two of the past three or they went to the conference finals last year, first round, um, 2021, COVID year. Obviously, they lost the NBA finals. This is a team that has experience. They've made deep playoff runs. So I, I'm really not surprised by what they're doing, especially with the honest being out. But then he came back. You know, they still won, obviously. But I could see the Heat winning tonight. Um, but I, I do think the Bucks are going to come back and win this series. I really do. I just... I have too much. I have too much faith in Giannis. I guess the, the Heat have been inconsistent all year. I just, I just don't see it lasting. That's just how I see it, you know. Cavs Knicks watching this one right now. Knicks are up by twelve. Just did the quick math there. Look at me go. I think the Knicks kind of got this one in the bag. I mean, they're up twelve right now. Two and a half minutes left. I think they're going to close it out here. I'm probably going to jinx it right before right, I'm going to finish the show on the the Cavs are going to hit a freaking game winner. Watch, um, but. I, no, no Julius Randle for the Knicks tonight. I, I think whoever wins this series, like it, it's awesome. It's great for you. It's, you know, experience building. It's, you know, hopefully something for the future. But I don't see either one of these teams any past the Bucks or the Heat. I really don't. So I don't really pay too much merit to it. I haven't paid too much attention to it. Probably my fault. Knicks are probably going to go on a run here. Win the NBA Finals somehow, right? Sixers Nets. That got closed out pretty quick. Four games to nothing for the 76ers. Um, Joel Embiid is hurt. You know, I did see the crazy thing. Joel Embiid, when he is out, the Sixers are actually better. Yes, they played fewer games, but like their win percentage, their points per game, their point differential, all everything is just better without him, which is weird. Considering he's supposed to be that MVP. So, but Sixers are just waiting to winner of Celtics Hawks. Um, that's obviously going to Game Six, which sucks. I thought for sure Celtics were going to close it out last night, but they didn't. So now we're stuck here going back to Atlanta, which worries me. You know, DeJounte Murray, he got suspended for game five for pushing a breath. He seems pretty hyped up and pretty excited for this um, game six. So, I don't know. I could see the Hawks pulling it off and Celtics have to go back home to Boston. I don't think they'll lose at home, but I could see that shit happening. And it scares me to death. Out west, Nuggets took care of the Timberwolves and never was worried about it. It didn't surprise me that it went five. I thought the Nuggets would sweep. But, you know, beating a team four times is a really hard thing to do. So... Not too surprised here, but Nuggets moving on. Where they will play the Suns. The Clippers, what a fucking disaster, man. No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. Once again, like, every year it seems like something just doesn't go their way. I mean, you think that, but then it was the year after COVID, 2021. They went all the way to the Western Conference Finals. But I don't know. I think Kawhi and Paul were both hurt multiple times throughout that playoffs, even in the Conference Finals. 
I can't remember exactly, but I mean, just a dumpster fire year again for the Clippers. I mean, I really thought that they could go on a run. I mean, after game one, they looked unstoppable. Then game two, they almost win. And then Kawhi is out, and it pretty much shoots them in the foot again. It's every year, some I would be surprised if the Clippers honestly rebuilt. Like, just Steve Ballmer's like, I'm fucking done. You guys are done. I'm over it. But who knows? He wants to win so badly, he won't He won't let them go. But Suns win that one. Um, going to be a fun series with the Nuggets, so I'm excited about that. I, I'm going to lean Nuggets because they have more depth. They have more, you know, role players that can step up compared to what the Suns have, guys have been here and there. But, you know, their lack of depth, I, I know, is going to hurt them in this playoffs. And I think the Nuggets, they're just too good this year. I really think they can go on a run and win it all. Might put a feature on them now. Who knows? But I think I think Nuggets would take care of them. Kings, Warriors. Um, the only other series um, that we know for sure is going game six. Uh, game five is tonight. Um, in Back in Sacramento, Darren Fox, I believe, is playing, even though he, was, he had an injured wrist or something like that. But this is going to be a fun one, man. I think we're going to. I think it's going to go seven. I think we're going to have the Kings winning at home tonight, and then Warriors are going to win on Friday back at home, and then Sunday night game seven setting it up. Going to be an all time. It's going to be one of the best first round game sevens we've ever seen, and the Kings are going to win. That's just how it's going to be, you know. Grizzlies Lakers game five is going on right now as we speak. Looks like the Knicks have this one in the bag. Let's see if I can switch over here. Oh, I don't want full screen. The fuck is that? I want full screen. Okay, let's see here. Let's see. Lakers Grizzlies. I can't watch it. It's literally on TV. Whatever. We'll just we'll just do it the old fashioned way. No, you know what? I don't really care. We'll find out later. I'm hoping the Grizzlies pulled off though. So that's just my feelings. You know, ever if you listen, you know I hit LeBron. So. Now, let's wrap up the show here. Just want to do a little bit of NFL draft talk. Well, not really. Just basically trying to call my shot um, on where I think we're going to have five quarterbacks in the first round. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking this is where they're going to go. Bryce Young, number one, the Panthers. That's pretty obvious. I don't I don't see him going. I just don't see the Panthers passing him up, especially after, you know, the test scores came out. There's been a lot of negative talk about C.J. Stroud. So, Bryce Young, number one of the Panthers, just makes sense. I, I think C.J. Stroud's going to the Colts. I, I love that play. I think it's great fit for him. I think there's a ton of talent around him. Pretty much what he's similar with um, at Ohio State, you know. So I think for him, that's the best role that he could step into and actually have immediate success right away. I don't. I don't see why the Texans would take him. In my opinion, I think that that roster is god awful. I mean, Davis Mills has had this is his third different head coach in the three years he's been in the league. I don't think the guy's horrible. I think that you know the Texans are thinking give him a fair shot. I mean. They have so many other issues. I mean, they were the second worst team um, in points per game, second worst team in rushing yards per game, second worst in just yards overall. Like their offense was garbage. Davis Mills, I mean, he doesn't. They have no weapons. They don't really have a lot. John Mechie's supposed to be back next year. I I think that it would be smarter for them to use these two first round picks and actually draft other role players and maybe just give it a shot because next year you have Drake May. Caleb Williams at a minimum. I don't. Somebody else might step up, have a crazy year, but they'll have a chance to get one of those two guys if they're really that bad. And if Davis Mills is really the problem, my opinion. You know, I just I don't see it. But yeah, CJ Stroud four to the Colts, great fit. I love that. I think it's gonna work great. Will Levis. For some reason, the Raiders are gonna draft him at seven. I just know they are. 
that he just seems like somebody Josh McDaniels wants, and it's just not going to work out because I'm just I don't have any faith in Will Levis. I just don't. Sorry, but I've said it all here. Don't like him. I don't think he's going to be an NFL quarterback. What do I know? I don't know shit. That's the thing. Anthony Richardson, I think, is going to go to number 11 with the Titans. I think the Titans, you know, they're in a lot of rebuilding. I think they're on a couple of rebuilding years here. I think Anthony Richardson would be a great project for them. They have no faith in Malik Willis. Ryan Tannehill, they're playing way, way too much money, too, for, you know, he hasn't produced, especially this last year. The year before, he kind of fell off that playoff loss. It was pretty much what sent him into a spiral against the Bengals. So I, I think Anthony Richardson would be a really smart pick for the Titans, even though I don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback, but I think they're going to do it. And my last one, I think Hennon Hooker is going to get drafted 23rd overall to the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, last year of his deal, talking about that earlier. I think Vikings, you know, it just makes sense to me. I think that, you know, Justin Jefferson is a deep ball threat as well. Easy for Hennon Hooker. He loves throwing that deep ball. Vikings just getting in a position to get on, get somebody on a rookie deal. They already have a ton of talent. Open up a little bit of that extra cap space, spread it around. And Hooker, you know, with his injury, you know, give him a year at least there. That's perfect. He can learn the system. Maybe get a little action toward the end of the year. Boom, done deal. Could be successful. That's what I would do if I was running an Madden dynasty right now. So, but that's today's show. I appreciate you for listening. Listening. Um, this is your first time. Please stick around. Hit like, share, subscribe. If you're a regular listener, I appreciate you. But nonetheless, I love you. Have a great rest of your weekend to the weekend. Um, like, share, subscribe, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. But for now, your boy Titties is out.